laugh to start. There we are. It's because you're gabbing so much. Yeah, we always say we have a long talk before we actually start this. So, so welcome back. Uh, this is the Northern Miner Podcast uh, coming to you the week of, I guess this will be the 14th probably. Uh, mm. We are back to our typical schedule. I'm Matthew Keevil with my co-host. Leslie Stokes. And we are back in studio in beautiful Vancouver. It is just smoking hot outside. Yeah, um, finally. And so, yeah, we're... Uh, Back sort of more of our traditional format, as I promised, like two weeks ago. Um, so we're not at a bar. We don't have anyone chiming in. It is just us this week. Uh, so welcome back, everybody. Um, it has we have missed you. We have missed you a lot. So, um, so here we are. Uh, and as I've said over the last few, we are in the uh, fairly long period of summer where everything's sort of well. Actually, markets have been a little wild as far as stocks. Like mm-hmm. we were just talking before we went on air about how difficult it's getting to find like a good junior gold deal that's not like per share price or market caps have gone up so much that yeah. you're just looking around and you're like everything looks overvalued but I don't know if, if this rally sustains itself it won't be overvalued I'll look back in six months and be like damn it yeah, I should have bought some of this January. yeah and a lot of people I talk to are like oh don't worry I'm just waiting for that you know typical August dip in gold and precious that usually comes historically but it just hasn't really materialized right it just keeps seems to be building and i I, and then now i've heard some people like oh gold's like getting beat down and i'm like well it's a bit lower like it's at 1350 it was at 1350 today we're at 1337 dollars and 28 cents an ounce which is now people think that's low which I mean, like six months ago, we would have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't please uh, anybody. But I mean, maybe this is our summer dip, like $14. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So for those looking, gold deals are just absolutely on fire right now. So it's just wild just to see some of the guys that are, and girls that are just do, drilling now the programs, like everyone's releasing results. And we'll get into that a little bit later because I've got the most recent hole from uh, Gold Standard in Nevada. Um, yeah, cool intercept. The, yeah, that was a really, really big hole. Um, so we'll talk a little bit of exploration. Um, Leslie's got some on the junior side on in BC Gold and Skeena again, or is it gold or is it silver? Silver. Silver. Okay, so but precious. So we're still on the same topic. Yeah. So let's whip <laughs> through our macro here. There's not too much going on. There's a little bit so of uh, yeah, U.S. unemployment data coming out later this week. Some um, fundamentals coming out of China, um, but mostly. It, appears to be that precious metals and to a degree base are in sort of a holding pattern here as we just kind of wait to see <laughs> whether the U.S. is going to raise rates, how the you know global economies are going to look in six months. I feel like as we roll into fall September, people will start either selling everything off or buying everything up. Um, so uh, so today's silver is at $19.95. Again, we talked about this last week with Mickey. It hasn't moved since like July 1st. It's been around the same level. Um, Zinc, is, and I read that, um, what was it? Zinc and nickel hit a 2016 high during uh, a midweek rally this week, and then they kind of mm. tailed off a little bit. Um, crude's at $43.40 per barrel. Uh, copper's at $2. This is actually changing as I read this. I guess markets aren't quite closed yet. <laughs> so $2 <laughs> and around 19 cents per pound of copper so again everything's been largely flat gold's had a bit of a some volatility lately kind of moving between that 1345 and 1330 level i mean we've literally been seeing swings of maybe 15 to 20 dollars yeah so uh we do have um quite a few uh little tidbits for you today 
Um, as I as I said, I'll be going over gold standards. Uh, big hole at North Dark Star, which is a oxide gold target on the Carlin trend. Um, they have the second largest land position on the Carlin trend after Newmont, I think. So they have 115 square kilometers, and that's largely their Pinion Railroad property, which we will be discussing. Uh, Next Gen released big results from Rook One today, uh, which sent their stock up. Uh, brand new discovery they're calling Harpoon. Um, we'll dig into that a little bit. I did have a Twitter user ask me to please discuss Next Gen more, so <laughs> we will be getting into Next Gen a little bit and talking about uh, their new Harpoon discovery. Um, and then Skeena, who we talk about fairly often, Leslie's gotten into. They just made acquisition right of, that's right uh what's the property called oh gosh it's um called the prosperity porter prosperity idaho Por- and is it is nbc and i have never heard of it so, i know yeah, yeah i don't think anybody <laughs> has <laughs> so we're gonna have to get the the lowdown from leslie on that but the, before we go into um some of the junior stuff in the exploration um i wrote a piece last week that i thought warranted a little bit of discussion and it, it ties into gold prices rallying a little bit and it was on streaming companies um, because I, I hopped on the Sandstorm Gold conference call uh, oh, yes, last week. Mm. Um, and Nolan Watson, their president and CEO, has some interesting stuff to say because uh, rising gold prices are a little bit of a catch-22 for them because, well, all their holdings are worth more. Like their streams, their equity holdings, their royalties are worth more on like uh, either a per share or like Which a net, sweet. net asset value basis cash. or cash flow. Yeah. But at the same time, deals get harder to do, right? Because uh, what he said was there's like the amount of precious metal companies looking for streams to deal with debt problems, like to fix their balance sheet has gone down materially. Like they're not seeing it anymore. Um, And so it's going to be getting quite competitive as far as streams. And what he said, which was interesting, is is obviously now they're looking at base metal mines, right? Like byproduct credits at base metal mines because copper and the base hasn't gone up quite as much. So there's still a little bit of... um, of debt stress in the base metal space. So they're looking at those, but I just wanted to go through, we do this every once in a while because uh, it's interesting to look at the royalty and stream business. Uh, there's obviously uh, sort of the three three majors, uh, Royal Gold, Silver Wheat, and Franco Nevada. They've, most of them have made deals in the last little while. Um, the most recent being obviously Silver Wheat and $600 million uh, deal with uh, Valet for the Solobo thing in uh, Brazil. Um, but so it's, it's interesting because um, Sandstorm's kind of on the smaller side. They have uh, 110 million in available capital to pursue opportunities, is what they say, right? So I started hopping on all the conference calls <laughs> for like every streaming company, and, and they they largely said a lot of the same things. Where where um you know s- sort of these the the shift has come where there's not so much um, people looking at streaming royalty opportunities to to um, salvage debt problems. More so now they're looking at mine development, right? Because uh, so a lot of the big uh, big companies like Franco and Silver Wheaton said they're seeing a lot of companies with uh, development stage assets looking to put stuff into production now, uh, right. precious metal wise. Huh. Um, and they also sort of echoed that there's, there's still opportunities on the base metal side. But let's just, we're gonna do a quick catch up on how much money these guys all have. Because I always, I find this funny to look at what's in the kitty for these, um, Precious, uh, precious, or precious metal streaming co- and royalty companies because they all have a lot of money. So uh, Royal Gold uh, finished the most recent quarter with 117 million in cash and equivalents, and uh, 375 million on its outstanding revolver. So quite a bit of money. Uh, also, and they're generating cash flow, so probably looking for opportunities. Um, I noted, BMO noted about Silver Wheaton, uh, retains flexibility to transact on further streaming agreements due to strong cash generative ability. 
um, and total liquidity of over six hundred million after the Solovo thing. So Whoa. after they did the big deal with with Valley, um, a Cisco Gold Royalties always seems to have their finger on the trigger, but they they they've only bought small snippets so far. But um, they have a, a exceptional balance sheet. A Cisco has uh, four hundred twenty four million in cash. Ooh. Um, and then, as we mentioned, Sandstorm is 110 million in available capital opportunities. So yes, I, did, I didn't do the math on that, but there's there, there's well over a billion dollars of capital there um, to pursue royalty and streaming acquisitions. So it'll be interesting to see a lot of money out. <laughs> and they always seem to have tons of money. And and it's interesting because uh, Randy Smallwood from Silver Wheaton said this, I believe, at Roundup in the past. And you'll hear uh, Dave Harkel with uh, Franco Nevada say this is they buy when the markets are down, and then they reap the rewards when the markets are up, right? But it'll be interesting to see because they're still all talking about growth opportunities. So it'll be interesting to see if there's like these big bidding wars or if, uh, you know, if uh, it, what sort of deal flow you'll see on the streaming side coming up. So that was just an interesting thing that I, uh, I noted and had been checking in on. So I did write a story on that. I think it's running this week. So if you want to check that out, it's just a few comments from Nolan Wasson from Sandstorm talking about how the market shifts a little bit for that side of the business when gold prices and, go, and silver prices go up. So interesting stuff. Um, so I have been gabbing, so let's get uh, Leslie going here on Skeena, because I'm interested in this, uh, being in uh, BC property and everything. So um, let's hear it. I'm well, yeah, Skeena yeah. went and they announced yesterday that they pretty much announced their final acquisition. Okay. Um, yeah, Walter Coles, president and CEO, said yeah. that they're pretty much wrapped up with the number of acquisitions. And the reason being, like you said, it's just more difficult to make a better deal now yeah. because people yeah. are asking for a little bit more. So they've been kind of going the past couple of years picking up properties focused in the Golden Triangle, and that's Northwest BC, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so their last one was really interesting. It's a it's a silver property. Okay. Now it's a called the Prosperity Porter, Idaho. It was a former mine. It was mined out. Um, gosh, like what what, what are dates here? Between 1929 and 1931. Oh, okay, so long. Uh, a really long, while ago. Old. There's a lot of that in BC. Yeah. So, yeah well, it's yeah. cool too because it's just outside the town of Stewart. Like if you were sitting in town of mm. Stewart and if you looked up in the mountain that's where the mine is oh okay okay so it's a bunch of underground workings and the ounces that they recovered there were insane like we're talking about like 2542 grams per ton for silver wow. yeah nice. so really super high grade now they have the Porter Idaho and that's where all the the workings were, were done in the past and then two kilometers further down side the mountain is Silverado which has similar sort of silver showings okay so their idea is that there is the Silverado fault and that links up between the two showings. So they have, they're, they're hoping that they're going to be able to link the two together and increase the ounces okay. in that regard. And so conceptually, they say, well, we can put up a tram and it's just a couple kilometers a down like, to Like a Stewart. chairlift? Like yeah. the Torex gold? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like grouse grind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, they, they, yeah. Torex made it work in Guerrero, yeah. so making it work in BC. Well, there's not necessarily as much freaking snow in Mexico, but yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot of snow that happens in Stewart, so it's yeah. going to be a seasonal sort of, um, yeah, yeah. Seasonal sort of exploration. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it, it was, is. It so they're going to be looking at maybe even doing an exploration drive, but right now they're just going to be doing some surface drilling and testing along, closing the gap between the two showing and the old mine site. Yeah. So it's kind of neat, and I'm just digging through some old reports because realistically, no one has really done anything to it. There was a thesis done in 1991, and that's the wow. last bit of work that I could kind of find. And so... Are they, is there a plan to, did you say they're going to drill it this season or they're just no, kind of, they're, they're just doing gonna, desktop kind of? Yeah, they're doing desktop yeah. right now. Yeah, so yeah, they're yeah. going to be focusing on the SNP 
and they're focusing on Skeena and they're planning coming up with a new resource or a PEA Spectrum. for Spectrum and yeah. GJ combined. So okay. they've got, they're pretty busy yeah. right yeah. now. So they're going to be looking at kind of doing some more work on that property, the new one, probably next year. Now, this was an all share deal. <laughs> all share right. deal is worth about um, $4 million. And so how many shares did they issue? Do you have it um, on the top of your head? Was, let's see now. I'm just going to talk real slow <laughs> while my eyes try <laughs> to find worry. it. Don't no, worry. No, it's 25 million shares for $4.8 million. million. So what do they have outstanding now? Uh, they have about 400 million shares outstanding. That is a... Uh, I, we were having this discussion before we went on air, and it seems to me that dilution is becoming sort of less of a hot-button topic that's, than it was in the last bull Yeah, market. you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it used to be like... I, I always remember this because I, I had this discussion with a few people, and there used to be sort of a, um, almost like a, a structure you followed to get a company from exploration to development far, is in terms of share structure. And it'd be like, make a discovery within around 100 million shares outstanding, get it to, let's say, bankable feasibility within 200 million shares outstanding, and hit production before you hit 400 million shares outstanding. And that was sort of like a, a lot of the companies that mid-tiers that emerged over the last cycle still like if you look at some of those companies have less than 500 million shares outstanding right like like some of the big guys like obviously barrack and stuff have billions of shares outstanding but some of the mid-tiers have have lower market um dilution mm-hmm. and I'm, what i'm seeing now is that um people are doing a lot of share deals and especially on the junior side dilution it's not uncommon to see a company with half a billion share, 500 million shares outstanding on the right. junior side with an expiration asset and i'm just wondering if it's it's if it's just that it's uh, maybe it's a uh, sort of a carryover from the 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 bear market where people had to issue all this stock at low prices just to keep their companies floating or like right. so it's interesting to see that now I, it'll be interesting to see if that changes if it goes back to where people are like you shouldn't have this much stock out or if it's maybe just an issue of the past i don't know because you know australian companies and like dilution's not like they all have like <laughs> billion shares outstanding on the ASX. And that's interesting. A buddy of mine from Australia, just to continue that thought, it said that that's largely due to the fact, I believe, um, something to do with the structure of their boards where um, the incentives are such that they're just not incentivized to control dilution, really. Right. Which is interesting. So, anyway, that was a total tangent, but it's interesting to see <laughs> that I'm, I'm seeing a lot of these juniors now at various stages of, of not even delineation, like at various stages of discovery with a significant block of shares out. And I'm like, everything that I learned from the, the previous cycles, I'm like, oh gosh, that's way too many, sh- that's way too much stock. But it doesn't like, there's so many of them and, just, and they're still raising money. It doesn't seem to be as big a, t- a deal as it used to be, right? So mm-hmm. it's interesting to see. So now let's just, to finish with Skeena, let's just, what's in the ba- the portfolio basket now? Remind there's Spectrum, there's... Oh, right. We've got Spectrum. We've got GJ right next yeah. door, which is porphyry, but it also has some um, epithermal vein potential. Yep. <clears throat> they also have SNP, SNP. which okay. is super cool. I like SNP, and yeah. I can't wait to see the work that comes out of there. Now, are they, are they drilling any of these this year, this season? Yes. Okay. SNP, right? Are they yeah, they're SNP? drilling SNP. Okay. Okay. Um, I, don't, I can't remember how much off the top of my head. But, but they they are, they there are hasn't been work. any assays out yet on, no. on that program. Not cool. Yet. All Not right. Yet, so we will, soon. Uh, soon, soon, soon. we will keep our eye on Skeena. They always seem to be making deals. Any of the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're They've done, got though. That's they're done I, now. He said, he said, well, if something really attractive comes up, then yeah. But right now they're happy with their portfolio. Rain in the have. ponies. Rain in the ponies. Yeah. 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 Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So, yeah, we'll see. Interesting to see... Uh, what the results snip, I, snip like you said i find that property pretty interesting too so it's maybe, super it'll be cool to see uh, what happens cool. um so let's get into some some 
<laughs> ridiculous holes. There's been a couple. Yes. There's been some. There's been some cool stuff going on on the exploration front, which is exciting to me because when we start writing again and going on site visits to these kind of things, this is that's when you know the market's kind of turning a little bit. Um, and we've been out of town a lot, so yeah. that's one thing you know. Well, you more so than I've been on vacation. God, I've but been. I've been it, gone for like. Yeah, yeah. We haven't been in office for a while, but that's a, when we're not in office, that's when you should be buying mining stocks. There you go. Um, so let's start with Gold Standard. Uh, this is this is a cool story. Um, they've been around for a long, like they've been in Nevada for five years now, around uh, amalgamating this sort of massive Carlin trend, aggressive land package they have. Um, and we had, um, people will recall when we did at the bar in Dawson City, Joe Mazumdar from Exploration Insights mentioned Gold Standard Ventures as the company that a couple majors took a pee on, if you recall this discussion we had at the bar. And that, that was in reference to both Gold Corp and Oceana Gold have taken about 16 million placements in this company in the last year. So they do have some... That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. People remember Joe. Joe that was awesome. So uh, I have to get Joe back on. I, I've been talking to Joe and Brent. I've got to get them back on the show. Uh, it's just a question oh, of getting... scheduling. We'll get them on. Um, but so Gold Standard's new sort of this this thing popped last year, and they uh, it's called their it's on their Pinion Railroad property, which is sort of their flagship right now. Um, and they have a few uh, they have a resource outline there um, at Pinion, and then they have the Dark Star deposit, which has a small resource on it, about half a gram. It's about three hundred seventy five thousand ounces, so it's not huge, but um, it's oxide. They're looking for oxide, so this is the typical Nevada. Carlin trend, carbonate replacement, oxide story, right? Um, so over, I guess this was on, shoot, when did they hit this? Monday? Um, they punched this hole at North Dark Star, which is under their new target. And they hit, so this is, this is you'll, you'll like this. This is an impressive freaking intercept. Uh, in, in hole 1508, they hit 126.2 meters, grading 3.95 grams gold per ton. That's crazy. Oxides. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. And, that's wild. What a and great really. drill hole. Um, it is a little bit. They're they're looking at sort of depth. It's, it starts at 165 meters downhole. So this isn't from surface. Let's look. Mm. We'll keep that in in mind. But it is an impressive intercept, especially since the reason they that this thing popped originally was the discovery hole cut 97 meters of 1.85 grams gold. So this is the second cuts, and the grade's getting better, right? Um, so this target lies around 500 meters north of their main Dark Star resource, which, like I said, it, it's it's lower grade. It's about 0.5 gram um, at under 500,000 ounces. So it's it's interesting, and it says uh, just for the uh, geology peop, uh, groupies out there who like the rocks, uh, gold mineralization on the Dark Star corridor occurs within a horst of permissive Pennsylvanian Permian carbonate hosted rocks in the footwall of a large displacement normal fault. So there we go. That's the, uh, that's, well which is, I assume, fairly. <laughs> what they said, um, their VPX, uh, Mac Jackson, though, said this is a bit of a different uh, host rock than what they see in the rest of Pinion. So it's a little bit um, of a new discovery in terms of lithology. So um, if you want to check out um, some of what Mac Jackson says, uh, check out my article because mm -hmm. I, got, I got uh, some quotes from him and stuff, which digs a little bit more into the geology and why it's exciting. Um, and so Gold Standard's stock went like a little bit buck wild after they announced <laughs> this assay. So uh, when I'd written the article, they were up 76% at about 329. I believe today they're at 360. So they're, they, they popped like probably $1.60 a share near, I'm assuming it'll end up near two bucks probably, right? And so, so it, it, well, I mean, like from that point of view, it's interesting. And also um, they do have the two majors that have the, equity interest right 
Um, and now they have this, what looks to be like an, like the grade, it's almost four grams, right? Oxide. And one of the, um, uh, points management made on the conference call is the average mining mineable grade in Nevada for oxide, um, operations right now is one gram. So, and that looks to be declining. So it's, 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 um, a material discovery from that point of view, because man, if they could find tonnage there at like even half that average grade, game over um and so interesting so yeah they they popped big and uh they've been doing some really cool they have a really good technical team and they're just like absolutely raking over this part of nevada just like drills the drills are buzzing down there they're doing uh how many is i think forty three thousand meters this year uh they have a 13.4 million dollar program um and t- uh ten thousand of that meters will be at north dark star and then ten thousand more meters are testing this dark star structural corridor which they've done a lot of gravity mm-hmm. and, and uh soils on and stuff so there could be more if they <laughs> hit again like that then it'll be interesting to see um one sort of interesting side note that i'll mention is that gold standards also taken a a fairly uh material share position in a company called battle mountain gold in nevada um who is uh has sort of a separate project but it's just interesting to see that sort of uh when they're doing so gold corp and oceana gold are taking pieces of gold standard meanwhile gold standards taking piece of this other exploration play in nevada that's trading at 30 cents so there you go interesting little off <laughs> equity movements down there so it's, uh, just getting into a little bit of a social interest story that that we had talked about also off air is is this has come across our our Twitter feed and and it's sort of been discussed internally by by our staff is this KWG resources thing and so just for a little bit of background uh-huh. if you haven't seen this um, you can head over to YouTube to the KWG resources YouTube page. Um, and, and kudos for making use of social media. Good work. That's very, that's very forward thinking. So, but, but what's not, what, what caused, they caused a little bit of a kerfuffle. And, and the reason we're talking about this is because this like got play on like CBC CBC. in the Toronto star, like, uh, our editor, John, uh, John coming tweeted it and said they got all cheesecake in their most recent video. And so what happened was. They um, oh, how do I how do I put this do in you a want very me to say it? sure? You, I, I, I feel like there's less well, there's less I, of a chance record, of this, you putting your foot in my I'm, mouth. I'm, this or, very sensitive topic for me. Yeah, but the company used women in bikinis to pitch their story of their property. Yes. So so uh, just a little bit of background here. I've done a bit of reading on this just to check out on. What, so the 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 president and, and CEO who's uh, I, I'm just on their website now, whose name, whose name currently escapes me, but um, was on interviewed by CBC and uh, by maybe the Toronto Star and said oh, sex God. sells, right? And oh, I'm like, oh, but God, sex. No, this is not what our industry. Sex. Is about. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, if you're a beer company or and like you make it to CBC, yeah, everyone's gonna think well, that our yeah. industry is about that, and it's not, and it's just. And and so it's a, it's a bad day. So they they um uh sort of I guess uh hired a an actress or model to 
to shoot these things for them, and they'd been doing them for I a don't while. Think she so. was an actress because she couldn't really act very well. Well, okay, fair enough. Uh, so they hired a, a model or, or, or uh, on a camera talent, um, and then the 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 the, the, the president and CEO's uh, name is Frank Smink. Um, and, uh, so they did this like thing up in Muskoka, which is lovely. I love, I think it was Muskoka. It was, I love Muskoka. It's lovely. Anyway, they were, yeah, they were in the bikinis swimming in the water and giving out like just random factoids on the factoids. ring of fire. Like yeah. they were doing, cause it's a chromite business. And I'm like, that's like the most unsexy business possible. <laughs> so I'm like, that's why the guy's like sex sells. I'm like, I don't think sex sells chromite, but you know, you know. who am I to? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you were a beer company or like maybe you were selling spring break, tickets on anyway so so this caused a huge kerfuffle and there was um oh a big like it was uh coverage from the star and stuff about how it was sexist yeah it's like objectifying women objectifying and in women this industry, it's the last thing that we want like i've been there in this industry and i've had to deal with certain situations just like all my friends and it's something that we just need to kind of like and the, the interesting thing is 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 is, <laughs> is is that um <laughs> It's like a, a situation in the Ring of Fire where the government's quite actively involved. So they were talking about First Nations and the government and like... Oh gosh, so, what are the First Nations going to think? Yeah, so it's an interesting... It's interesting. I mean, it, from from their point of view, the, the stock is down today. But uh, from, from, from that point of view, they did... Like, you couldn't buy that sort of exposure. Like, I guarantee... All of Canada had no clue who the heck these guys were before they did this, and now everybody knows who they are. Everybody now knows. everybody might hate them. I don't know. I like whatever. No, but the but, public. What do the public perceive? And they just see yeah, mining yeah. as another bad guy. So, so this, 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 Sucks. this got yeah. So, the, so we just had to discuss this because it, it's like this is exploded well beyond our business like this is like getting coverage everywhere and it's it's fairly funny because i read some of the background on it and the president and ceo sort of defended it well a he, you don't go to the press and say sex sell he's he's obviously uh you know vet mining like you know been around for a while um so so uh and then oh yeah that just made it even worse and they interviewed the the um the professor, the uh, lady who was doing the hosting, and she said, uh, "You know, job. they never thought about it. Yeah, like yeah. that, right?" And then um, uh, the company said uh, she actually approached them, and it was never there. All this stuff, so it's interesting. But it, you know, if you want to check it out, we have not covered it. Maybe John will be brave enough to do an editorial. I will. On it. I will probably. <laughs> I don't know if you. I wouldn't be. That's not my business. But. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I'll, I'll stick to economics. Um, but uh, yeah, so we just wanted to mention that because that's out there. You've probably seen it. Um, it's interesting. Uh, if you do have an opinion on it, please tweet Leslie or myself, oh, and we will uh, we will consider as long as you are relatively civil, maybe airing a few tweets on what people think about the what we will label the chromite bikini video. Yeah, so, <laughs> if, you're, if you're offended, let me know. Yeah, yeah, tweet us. Hey, maybe, yeah, maybe some people are like, hey, I bought stock. I'd be like, there you uh -huh. go. Well, okay. Well, um, so, yeah, let's, uh, now that we've sort of got that out of the way, um, <laughs> let's get into Next Gen because we had a um, request to talk a little bit about Next Gen. And also, they did put out a really big piece of news this morning. So, as we all know, NextGen has uh, the pretty impressive um, aero deposit at the Rook One property in Saskatchewan, which is in around the same neighborhood as Fissions Patterson Lake South Discovery. And what we uh, discussed a little bit last week is is looking like a serious emerging uranium camp. Like at this point, especially now that we've seen what's happened today, it's looking like uh, 
the question of tonnage is not going to be an issue in, in along the Patterson Lake corridor. Um, and also, I think uh, there's a, a Camco JV called Spitfire down there with Arriva. There's PLS. There's now Arrow and this new discovery. So let's get into this. This is a discovery that they... Um, uh, that NextGen announced this morning. Uh, they've called it Harpoon. It's about 4.7 cool kilometers. Name. Yeah, that is a cool name. Uh, 4.7 kilometers uh, northeast, I believe, of their aero deposit. So it's actually right, uh, it's 100 meters from the border of Camco's property. Is it? <laughs> Apparently. This is what uh, VPX Garrett Ainsworth said on the conference call this morning. Um, so interesting, they, they, what they did was they, it's uh, what they're calling as HP-1608 as a whole, uh, 17 meters of continuous mineralization, um, including 14.5 meters of off-scale radioactivity. So this was looking, the exciting thing, I, I was on the conference call this morning with uh, Lee Courier and, and Garrett, um, and the exciting thing is, is that apparently the sort of pitch blend lithology and stuff looks like A2. So the, oh, high-grade, the high-grade part of Arrow. Mm. Um, and this... Uh, I believe starts from uh, just slightly over 200 meters downhole. So it's a bit, it's not, because we talk about how A2 is kind of deeper. Yeah, that's um, right. So this one uh, starts about 200 meters, I think, down. Um, so that it's uh, exciting because it's sort of along the same Patterson Lake corridor. They're seeing the pitch blend, uh, semi-massive pitch blends, and they're um, getting uh, sort of the counts per second readings that are really exciting around when, you know, before you get the assays done and know what the actual youth your rate grade is. But um, uh, Lee said they're expecting pretty good, obviously, grades come out of the assays. And they were saying that, uh, yeah, it looks a lot like Arrow and the high-grade areas. And uh, um, Garrett was saying it's a little bit structurally different, but the the actual makeup of the of the uh, lithologies are, are similar. So they're seeing cool. some of the same uh, pitch blends and stuff, which is exciting. So... It could be, I mean, everyone re- remembers NextGen's one in 180 meter step out. They're calling like the 180 zone near arrow, which they've got to follow up on, and they're hoping to get into a new resource. Uh, so then everyone's like, all the analysts on the conference call are like, well, where, what are you going to focus on? Because they had said that they were going to do a uh, resource update by the end of, or sometime in the second half of the year. And so I was on the, when I was on the call, they're like, yeah, we might have to put that off a little bit because there, it, uh, what Lee was saying is it doesn't make a lot of sense to, Re up to update the resource based on the current model footprint because now they made not necessarily harpoon, which I don't think is in the near term resource plans yet. Um, but the 180 zone, they're, they're like, we got to obviously get more pierce points around there to incorporate that into the footprint of the resource. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is pretty exciting, and, and what's exciting for them is that, um, like we talk about fission a little bit with PLS and things like that, uh, when these technical teams end up really nailing down their targeting in these systems, especially apparently along this Patterson corridor, which is like, just looks like a beast at this point. Cause it runs like across three companies properties. Yeah. And so, so when the technical teams, uh, Garrett and company actually nail down the targeting on these things, um, they start to produce a lot of different, what they call is, uh, String pearl strings. You ever heard the the oh, Athabasca yeah. string of pearls? Yeah. Um, so it's sort of because it just focuses long jogs. Yeah. The exactly. Structure. Yeah. So There's what they little joggy bits. So they're saying they've got much like you'll hear um, from Fission, which is 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 the exploration upside on this. I'm gonna just 
start referring to this as a freaking the Patterson region now because it looks to be um, you know uh, there's going to be a few deposits found here. Um, so what they're saying is along the Patterson corridor, which is the only area of Rook One that they've discovered or drilled so far, there's even more. And then they have a, another corridor about a little bit to the east. There's so similar, much uranium. Similar geophys geophysical. There's so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, and, yeah, I'm just like, looking at the map here now. Yeah, like, yeah it yeah. just keeps going. It just yeah. There's like the the upside is is you know unknown so really, and so it's interesting because. Um, well, I mean, we talk about this. We we discussed uh, Camco's like rather horrible quarterly results last podcast, and it is not a fabulous time to be in uranium. But 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 next gen has has proven that if you make that sort of discovery, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, because their their uh, their stock would, uh, was up another. I think uh, I, I off the top of my head, twenty cents again today. When I, I think it opened around two thirty, and when I last checked, it was two fifties somewhere in there. So again, they bounced really heavy on that. So their new harpoon. Uh, head over to their website, check out the news release if you want to look at uh, some of the more in depth technical details. Um, but yeah, so another exciting drill hole. So we're seeing again, lots of exciting yeah, drill holes. super, and it gives us lots to do, which we really do appreciate. Yeah, so please, so many good please keep right drilling. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, that was sort of my the two things I really wanted to cover were were the next gen and, and gold Stan, uh, gold standard ventures holes because they are. Uh, sort of hit the bank there i just wanted to give a shout out to ivanhoe oh they, ivanhoe oh they, yes okay yeah okay. they're really nailing down their their uh kakula copper discovery oh, that's right. right next to kamoa is really shaping up to them saying is africa's most significant they have very discovery. very um it's how insane. do i put this uh put this rather lightly they have um very f their their press release writers do so with a flourish <laughs> they have they, they have very very uh uh um how would literative press release like they're very like this is the greatest thing that ever happened to this is as yeah, big yeah, as it yeah, gets. Yeah. I'm always reading their press releases and I'm like Big thinking. Yeah, this, big. look at this. This is the greatest thing ever. I it's know. a Freeland company. It's what crazy. You, yeah, it's a Freeland company. What yeah. you mean, but so it's, it's pretty huge. It's insane. And and like This is Kakula, right? This is Kakula. So yeah. what it is that they're doing at Kamoa right now is that they're advancing with the twin declines into Kinsoko Sud, which is gonna be their primary initial mining area yep. for Kamoa. Yep. So twenty four years that they're gonna be mining this thing and a half has like a probable reserve of a grade around two or three percent. Now, um, Kakula is actually shaping up to be even larger and even more higher grade than Kensoko Sud. Oh gosh. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so they're just kind of saying in their last press release that this could be a really big game changer in how they develop Kamoa. And they're gonna be getting their technical team to perhaps getting a, just digging in a little portal. So and to get eventually to get access into that ore body too so yeah it's pretty exciting developments um down in africa and it just kind of irks me because i'm just sitting here thinking to myself why is there so much metal in africa so i'm going to be <laughs> contemplating that because maybe there's some sort of reason maybe there was a big asteroid that came down and hit into the earth and was just like here you go well especially yeah in terms of those base metal systems right? it's like, just yeah it's, it's ridiculous yeah. how much copper and even kapushi is it's insane zinc, yeah, it that, really is high grade people yeah, like that's crazy it's just so much metal down in in that archean crust and i'm just like super fascinated by well protozoic crust i should say yeah 
And that pretty much wraps up our show for the week. Uh, Before we do let you go, however, a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Yukon Mining Alliance. Thank you again for partnering with us on the Northern Miner Podcast. Uh, Please do surf over and check out all the exciting activity currently going on in the Yukon. Uh, Quick news update. On August 8th, Victoria Gold announced a $25 million bot deal financing at $0.65 per share. Uh, If you're not familiar with Victoria Gold, uh, their flagship asset is the Dublin Gulch Project outside of Maine. Uh, it currently houses the Eagle Gold Deposit, which is permit ready, uh, so pretty much shovel ready. Uh, they're looking to raise around $430 million for development. Uh, so interesting project with some exploration upside we saw in July during a site visit at the Olive Shamrock targets. Uh, so do surf by again and check out Victoria. Uh, nice little size financing for them to uh, continue to advance the project. Um, so yeah, this has been the Northern Miner Podcast, and we do appreciate your listenership. Uh, I am Matthew Keeble with Leslie Stokes, and we will talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.